Hi, hello, and howdy, listeners. Welcome to FF Plus, your outlet for weekly reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler-free. I'm your host, Aaron White, and today I have two new films to share with you. First is Something in the Dirt, coming to us from XYZ Films. It stars Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. It is directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And it is written by Justin Benson with cinematography by Aaron Moorhead. What's it about? Levi has snagged a no-lease apartment sight unseen in the Hollywood Hills to crash at while he ties up loose ends for his exodus from Los Angeles. He quickly strikes up a rapport with his new neighbor, John, swapping stories like old friends under the glowing, smoke-filled skies of the city. Soon after meeting, Levi and John witness something impossible in one of their apartments. Terrified at first, they soon realize this could change their lives and give them a purpose. With dollar signs in their eyes, these two eccentric strangers will attempt to prove the supernatural. Now, I have been a fan of Benson and Moorhead's previous work. They have made films called Spring, Resolution, and The Endless. We actually were able to interview them on this very podcast to talk about The Endless and Resolution specifically. Had a great time with them a few years back. Then they made a movie most recently called Synchronic, and it was really their first time bringing on a movie star. They had Anthony Mackie as their lead. They were not in front of the camera as they have been in the past in a lot of their films. And it kind of felt like a little bit of a letdown. It just wasn't quite up to the standard that their previous movies had set. They have this style about them that they kind of explores a a lot of supernatural, sci-fi, slightly horror vibes to the worlds that they like to put into their films. Some of their work may even make you think of Cthulhu and those stories. But this movie, Something in the Dirt, is absolutely a return to form. I loved it. I don't want to compare quality of all of these things, but to give you an idea of what you might get when you watch this, it's kind of like Primer meets Paranormal Activity meets The X-Files, and it's got a small dose of faux documentary and found footage style to it as well. It's kind of like a hangout movie for Benson and Moorhead, they are really the only actors in this. There are a couple of other folks that show up in really brief interview clips and such, but it's their movie. They are in front of the camera 90% of the time, just the two of them. I believe it was made during COVID, so that makes sense. And I thought it was great. Seeing them back in front of the camera especially is just a blessing because they have wonderful wonderful chemistry together. It's it's so easy and natural for them. And so they, they brought these characters to life. And I was completely believing that this is the journey that these two random strangers who met each other would go on. The movie is kind of told in this mockumentary style at times. So what happens is John and Levi, they discover this thing in the apartment and it's very weird. I'm not going to give specifics here. And their first thought is like, how do we kind of get famous from this? Like, how do we monetize it? Or how do we put it on YouTube? They start talking about that. Very modern 
kind of take on what people might do or how people might react if they discovered something that was unexplainable in this day and age. I, I believe this is how it would go. People would try to find a way to capitalize off of it via fame and or money or both. And they talk about that. And there, there's some commentary around their decision making. And they set off to explore. They set off to investigate and experiment. And as they do, more and more weird things start happening to them. And the movie's broken up into mostly this kind of straightforward path of them doing these explorations with these various phenomena and also just having conversations throughout their time together. I thought that the mystery itself was intriguing, but simply spending time with the characters, John and Levi, that's what I enjoyed the most. I actually let go pretty quickly of trying to get the movie and I just went for the ride. They pack a lot of ideas into the conversations that they have with one another. They talk supernatural, religion, science, social issues, conspiracy theory, and a whole lot more. And as they are doing this, they're building this relationship. Because remember, they start off as complete strangers. They're getting to know each other as they theorize and experiment. And ultimately, they start to share personal issues. And at times, they go a little mad. And it's just completely riveting and thought-provoking at the same time. I was entranced by the movie. And I thought that even with it being a little bit meandering at times, maybe a touch too long, it didn't really bother me because I just wanted to continue to see them in flesh, directing themselves in this movie. I was on board with watching this story play out and take me wherever it was going to go. The other parts of the movie are that it's intercut with interviews from footage in the future talking about what happened to our characters in the past. It's intriguing. And again, that kind of gives it that mockumentary feel at times. But honestly, that probably was my least favorite part. I was totally fine just watching them go on this journey together. I didn't need the time jumps into the future. It was maybe a little bit of a bridge of commentary too far that probably could have been tightened up or something, but it's okay. I mean, it's intriguing and interesting as well. When they start to see symbols everywhere was one of my favorite parts of this movie. Just how, again, with such a very low budget, almost no budget, they were able to brilliantly integrate these things into the environment and the world where the characters were. Kind of freaked my brain out. Honestly, the math in the movie broke my brain at times. It got kind of heavy. I think that that's intentional. You're not really supposed to like latch on and understand the high level geometry that comes into play. The cinematography, I mentioned found footage. It feels almost like a home video at times. It's not super crisp and glossy high def. My screening copy that I watched was in 720p, and I wonder if that was intentional, because even if it had been in 1080, it's not, it's not got 
a full graininess to it, but it's just not that kind of clear type of picture. Uh, it's not popping with color. Uh, it's very grounded, you know, pun intended, something in the dirt. And I think that, that the style of it visually really works for this because if it had been too glossy and pretty, it would have taken you out of understanding like where these characters were coming from, where they are in their lives, and kind of the grunginess of the whole process that they're going through while they're trying to figure out this weirdness that's happening in their apartment. The Also, the sound design is of note. It's really outstanding. And they do some good low-budget effects work for the supernatural stuff as well. I highly recommend this film. It's going to be in theaters on November the 4th. I can't wait to get a chance to watch it again. I'm so, so happy that they have kind of come back to something like this, that it just brings up a whole lot of ideas and lets you enjoy this journey with them and lets you come away thinking about these things yourself. And that to me, that's, uh, you know, a great compelling piece of science fiction. And ultimately that's kind of where this leans to me, even though it's dealing with a supernatural kind of thing and it's mostly a drama, it's got that sci-fi feel to it. So yeah, definitely check this one out if you get the chance. The other film I have for tonight is a documentary called Goodnight Oppie from Amazon Studios. It is directed by Ryan White. What's it about? The inspirational true story of the veteran interplanetary vehicle Opportunity, nicknamed Oppie, a Mars rover who originally was expected to live for only 90 souls, but ultimately explored Mars for nearly 15 years. Now, it's a little bit misleading, honestly, that this is called Goodnight Oppie, and that is referring to when the team finally had to say goodbye to Opportunity after 15 years of incredible service, but Opportunity had a sister named Spirit. There were actually two robot geologist rovers that were sent up to Mars at the same time in the early 2000s. Now, this tells the story in a really, really enjoyable way. This is a family movie. It has a very sentimental and sweeping score by Blake Neely that is incredibly beautiful and evocative of emotion. It feels at times like maybe it's pushing you a little too hard in the feels, but frankly, that's okay. I think what the movie is trying, what the documentary is trying to convey to us is ultimately all about the personal connection that the team of scientists and engineers responsible for the creation and guidance of these rovers formed with these robots. We start in the very beginning with some of our main team members, specifically in the film highlighted a lot, is a man named Dr. Steve Squires. 
who was, I believe his title was the principal investigator, but he's kind of, think of him as like a team leader. He actually was at my screening of this. So I got a chance to hear him talk a little further about it. And his passion is unbelievable. I mean, even to this day, he, he just, the way he speaks about his experience, gosh, it's very inspiring. And we start with learning about him and how he got into JPL and NASA and ultimately got them to want to send these rovers to Mars to look at rocks. And their main mission is simply to try and find evidence of water on the planet that would be indicative of previous life. So that's the goal. And then the documentary takes us on the history of the rovers through a ton of archival videos from when the rovers were being created to them being launched to their mission itself. It uses a lot of interviews with team members from original creation of the rovers through when they had to trade off and some of the team members moved on. I mean, after 15 years, you can imagine all of the staff didn't stay the same. So we got a, a pretty large group of different folks that we could hear from throughout this documentary. It also has a lot of actual footage from the rovers themselves that was captured on Mars, video and pictures of them doing their work. And then I would say a heavy portion of this is incredible outstanding visual effects by Industrial Light and Magic, also known as ILM. And this is a studio that I believe was founded, kind of come out of Star Wars uh, back in the day. There's a, a great documentary about them on Disney Plus right now. But they did an amazing job of rendering Mars in incredibly high fidelity CGI and, and putting a picture of the rovers onto this CGI Mars and letting us kind of go on the path and the journey with the two various rovers as they experienced exploring Mars. And as the crew members, the staff, or the staff members, I should say, team members, whatever you want to call them, as the NASA folks are telling us about all of the different missions that happened within this mission, the challenges that the rovers faced. And there were many. I mean, it was an arduous thing, both from as simple things, they're not simple, but the very difficult task of even getting these rovers to land successfully and be usable on the surface of Mars is honestly a miracle in and of itself of human ingenuity. And just the ability to build and control something of this level so far away is mind numbing in it's very difficult to believe that we are able to accomplish this, but we are. And so we see how challenging that was. And then we see the rovers have to deal with weather, with terrain, with mechanical failures. There's all sorts of issues that pop up from both spirit and opportunity who land in extremely different areas. And that definitely affects their longtime survivability of both of the rovers. We get to see NASA in action 
And honestly, I think what makes this so special, not only is it just a cool story of us sending these rovers up, but it's really about how emotionally attached the people became to the rovers and how they bonded with them. So it's an educational story, but it is so moving. And you're just left in awe at the incredible inventiveness and determination and passion and love that went into this type of space exploration. I was completely captivated by what I was seeing and hearing, and I could have watched hours and hours and hours of more content like this about any and every mission NASA has ever launched into the cosmos. It was also cool to see things like NASA using wake-up songs and the importance of those. They're real. I remember watching The Martian and they use a wake-up song. They're actually very specific. The lyrics are chosen intentionally to kind of make sense with what is going on at the time. And there were lots of things about The Martian that I looked back on. And it's one of my favorite movies, Matt Damon surviving out there by himself. And I realized a lot of the things that it depicted are pretty true with how the interactions go between something or someone on Mars and back home at NASA. If there's anything, I wouldn't say negative about this. It's just that it can feel a bit overly sweet at times, maybe a little bit too much like a commercial that is really pushing NASA on you as something to get into. I know that David Ehrlich from IndieWire called it a STEM commercial, and it's hard to disagree with that specific way of looking at it. I just think that it has the opportunity to do a lot of good, and I don't see anything wrong with that because why wouldn't we want to inspire the next generation of great thinkers, of scientists and engineers? That's one of the cool things that we get to learn about through this journey is we see students who came in and witnessed some of the early parts of the rover's mission, and then later they become team members working on this very project. Like, how cool is that? They go through their own schooling, they come out, they were inspired, and now they're part of this, pushing our exploration of space into the next unknown frontier or whatever you want to call it. The only other thing that may be slightly off-putting a bit is that some of the recreations are obvious in the film when they have these staff members pretending to be doing things that they would have done. Some of the dialogue in those sections can be a little cheesy and feel manufactured and cloying, but it doesn't have a lot of that. So it's not a huge problem by any means. It's just a really cool story. And yes, I cried too, by the way. Oppie looks a lot like Wally, or I should say Wally looks a lot like Oppie. They make reference of Johnny Five from Short Circuit, which made me giggle. And I got emotionally attached to the way in which these rovers were portrayed to us. And basically because of how much love the people that created them really had. So it's cool. I mean, it, it is easily one of my favorite documentaries of the year and a high, high, high recommend for everyone. 
Uh, but especially for families, like watch it with your kids, get mom and dad or the grandma and grandpa, pull them in and, and watch it as a group, because this is one that is perfect for everyone, I think. And it will be in select theaters on November the 4th. See it in theaters if you get the opportunity. It, it looks great. It sounds gorgeous. And just understanding you're going to get that scale of Mars so much more on a big, big screen like that than you would at home on whatever size your TV is. So yeah, if you get an opportunity, ha, pun intended, to see this in a theater, take it. If not, it will be streaming on Amazon Prime on November 23rd, and you can watch it then or watch it again then, which is what I plan to do. Well, that's it for this episode of FF Plus. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, I've helped you discover a new film or make your decision about whether or not you're going to watch something you already had your eye on. If you do see any of the films I discuss, please find me on social media. All of my links are in the show notes and let's chat. I want to know what you think. If you enjoy the show, would always love for you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, leave us a thumbs up on Spotify, however all of that works. Anywhere you can rate and review the podcast or share it with your friends makes us very happy and we are very grateful. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filmed.